Hello and welcome to the next episode of You Don't Play Boxing. I'm Anson Wainwright, joined by Simon Walters. We thought we'd uh, have a little chat about um, what's gone on in the past couple of weeks and what's coming up. Um, where should we begin? Well, you start because you've had a more exciting time than me. <laughs> well, I've been in the house and you've been to... Um... I have been to Canada, but it was it was minus 26 in Montreal when I was there in late January. So it was particularly cold and uh, coldest I've ever been in. And I didn't go particularly far. I was uh, in my hotel room working away and yeah, but uh, it was minus, minus 26. Yeah, crazy, crazy times. It, was, uh, it wasn't the type of weather where you get out and investigate and have a wander around the city. Too cold for that. So uh, were, people, were people sort of... Going about their business, or was it, you know... You see in the cars, there was a few people walking and stuff, but they were all wrapped up a bit better than I was. I was a proper green army, that they all had, had hats on and stuff, and it was me, in my head, I could see when I was packing, I saw a hat, I was like, nah, I won't need that, it's not too bad, and I didn't realise it'd be minus 26, though, but, uh, yeah, good time, and, uh, yeah, it was the, the the main event of the show I was there for was um, Eric Bazinian against Alantis Fox, and... I'd spoken to um, to Bazinian and I think we had we had him, didn't we? And he, I was interested to see how he would deal with somebody who's six foot four, as a you know for a for a super middleweight that's unusually tall. And you know, Alantes is the type of guy that uses that to his, his advantage. And, it, and, it, and early on, it was it was difficult. But then I think it was by you know force of will, Bazinian actually just kept pressing and pressing, and uh, you know got got the job done on on, on points in, a, in in the fight really. But, was it, it was close though, wasn't it? Was it a contentious? It was close. It was, it was majority. I don't think it was necessarily contentious. I mean, I, I did speak to Alontes after, and he said it was. I probably didn't do enough late in the fight, which I think was fair. I think you know after about five or six rounds, you think, oh, but then Bazinian. It was the type of fight which was kind of nip and tuck anyway. And then if Bazinian wins the last three or four rounds, he's gonna you know he's gonna win the fight, and, and that's how it happened. And. Uh, Chief support was um, Eve's uh, Ulysses against um, Gabriel Valenzuela, we'd seen on British shores against uh, um, Robbie Davies Jr. And he, he beat Robbie Davies and he went into that fight. It was, it was one of those you'd looked at as 50 50. Um, and in the first round, he caught a long, uh, he caught um, Eve's with, a, with an uppercut and, and dropped him, but actually broke, Eve, he broke his ankle in, 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 in it. And, and so the fight was over. He, he obviously couldn't, at that point, he was all in steady legs. Two reasons, yeah, um, and the yeah the fight was over in the first round. It was it was a bit it was was startling as it was impressive. So um, yeah, and we saw some good prospects on the show as well. So yeah, it was a successful and good trip. But take a hat next time. But take a hat, yeah, certainly. Uh, I will definitely do that. We've we've uh, when we spoke before, we uh, we did speak about a better Bay of Yard, and when I was on the way to. Uh, to Montreal, it was, it was I was uh, on the same plane as Better Bay of his team, which was it was quite funny to be at the airport and you know kind of going through customs and bits and pieces, and then uh, you know I I go and join the Great and Wash to the back of the plane, and uh, Better Bay sits up up top uh, in in first class. But uh, it was uh, it was an excellent fight, as I think we touched on in the last uh, podcast, and uh, it, following that, you know we we've seen we saw Navarrete Wilson, which was another exciting, you know that was a. Uh, you know, a war was waged in that one, and Navarrete got off the floor. I think it was the first time he'd been down as a pro, and we saw him turn back Wilson. He kind of finally got to him in the ninth round. Yeah, Navarrete is he's um he's an awkward looking fighter, isn't he? But he sort of just doesn't stop. He's almost like the the Terminator. He just keeps coming and he keeps throwing. Um, yeah, long arms and difficult to keep off you then when he's but in that very frame of mind and I yeah. think he's kind of a truth machine because we've seen him a few times a few of his defenses he doesn't look like he's an, an a plus fighter the guy who's perhaps going to be a pound for pound guy um but 
the results, you know, he's he's fun, he's entertaining, and that's why a few years ago he was he was he, we saw him, you know, very regular. I think he had five title defenses in a year, which by today's standards is is pretty yeah. uh, impressive. All the time. Um, but so, I think he, he reminds me a bit of Lee Woods in that he's not he's heavy handed, but not sort of single knockout shots. Mm. But those those punches, you know, they add up, don't they? They, yeah. they keep you know they keep at the same intensity. He doesn't let up, and then yeah. I think it worked out, it's funny, is it worked out um, quite well for him because he was supposed to fight Oscar Valdez and I thought Oscar would, depending on how Oscar is at the moment, because obviously he got beaten widely by Shakur, if he's um, still close to his prime, I thought he was a more rounded, better fighter, the type of one that you know, Navarrete wants to fight because he wants that type of name on his resume. But if Valdez is still the guy, I think Valdez would have would have beaten him. But I think fighting Liam Wilson played into... Um, Navarrete's hands it obviously allowed him to get his feet wet at 130 I think it looks like now both guys are going to do an interim fight and, and perhaps towards the end of the year they're going to fight which is a fight I hope does happen because it, it, it looks like again Navarrete fights are entertaining and, and, and Valdez as he's a good boxer but he's actually he's a very good fighter bites down in, on the gumshoe like we saw against Scott Quigg so I think if he um if, if that fight happens, I think we'll end up seeing two Mexicans go to war. In a, in a, I'm not saying Barrera Morales because that, that puts the bar pretty high, but I think that's the uh, the type of fight we may we hope we'll see an action packed so one. So Valdez is top of the ring ratings for his division, Correct, right? Yeah. So, but Shakur has moved up. Shakur's so he's gone out. Yeah. Okay. Because I looked the other day and I was thinking he was the ring champion. So because yeah. he's gone up and he's going to fight Yoshino at lightweight. Um, yeah, he's he's gone up and uh, Valdez just because he was number two up, but it it spoke more of what what Shakur was. He was, you know, you've got you know the fighters. He was on a clear level or two above everybody else. So when he dropped, even though Valdez had got dominated, he was still probably still the best the of class the rest. Of the, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, so we yeah we look forward to seeing that one. Um, it was another Mexican who looked to do to following you know on from Navarrete. We saw um, Ray Vargas fight Oshaki Foster um, was it last weekend, and and that was if, if Vargas won, he'd become a three weight world champion. This was see this is all like to me it was all like matchmaking and things because you had you had Navarrete and Vargas who could both become three weight world champions. Navarrete was fighting Liam Wilson with with greatest respect, whereas. Vargas was fighting Oshaki Foster, who's a top ten, you know, mm. guy we've had at ring. He's more proven, um, and it just looked like he was just too slick. You've got a Mexican Vargas who's very difficult. He's very tall, you know. He's very difficult, like like um, what's his name, um, Vasquez, the the old um, lightweight champion. Yeah. Very difficult guy to fight. But Foster, because of his speed, he was able to just, it suited him, the style, and he was able to, to go and, and dominate and, and looks like a, a force in the division now. And, Can he and, go on from here, Foster? Yeah, I think, he, I think so. I think he's, he could be the best. Shot? He could be the best in the weight class. But I think he's just moved from six to number three in the in the updated ring uh, ratings this week. I'm I'm intrigued because I think this division, we've obviously seen Navarrete go up there. It looks like Vargas dropped back down to light to, to featherweight now. But we've got Rakimov and Cordina who, you know, in a, in a couple of months, we're going to see that one. 
Um, you're going to see, I think Garcia's obviously coming off the um, Javonta Davis fight. He'll drop back down. You've got Robson Consis out. This division's going to have a bit of a shake-up in the next, you know, next couple of months. It'll be interesting. But Oshaki looks like the type of guy he's going to be difficult to shake. He's got um, something. He, his, his style is difficult for a lot of guys in this weight division. I don't think... I think the timing has worked out well for him. I think if he'd gone and fought, fought Shakur, it probably wouldn't have played out well for him. But now... You know he's he could uh, he could go on from here. So that's sort of our recap of, of what's gone on the last um, the last few weekends, that's and then a, and then we've got sort of a. I'm, I, there's three fights I particularly wanted to, to mention to our to our viewers that I really really am excited to see. I mean we've got two of them tomorrow and one the following weekend. We've got Lee Wood and uh, Mauricio Lara, which I think will be a, a you know a fun shootout for the WBA featherweight. A championship. I don't necessarily think it's going to go the distance. I think both guys are pretty heavy-handed, and they do look to get the, to, to get it done. Lara might be the most offensive, you know, minded fighter in in boxing. Every punch he throws with bad intentions from the back of the hall. I think he's gonna, you know, he's gonna go for Lee Wood. Lee Wood can't start slowly like he did Condon when he got hit several times and was dropped in heavily in the first round. If he's if he starts slowly against Lara, he's gonna be in a world of trouble. But if Lara, if if Wood is able to, you know, if the fight goes some rounds or he can get, you know, Lara's respect, which is very possible, then the, I think in the second half of the fight, it could be interesting because at some point Lara just goes at a pace, he's going to gas. And at that point, we saw that, yes, he was a bit more naive a few years ago when he fought Warrington, but he had Warrington down, I think, in the fourth. And, and, and then it, there was a, a lull for a few rounds yeah. before he got his second wind and got, got him out there in the ninth. So I'm kind of intrigued because, because as I say, I just can't see that being a bad fight. It's just two guys who were just gonna. Oh no, it'd be go a for cracker. It. It, Woods big for the weight. Do you think he'd, he'd be a bit big for Lara? Do you know it's interesting you say that because you you look at guys. You know, if, for instance, you look on box rec and the other day, going back to the the fight we mentioned, um, the Vargas Foster one. Foster, according to box rec, was taller. When you see them. He was a forehead bigger, you know, Vargas was a forehead bigger. So he's listed as like five, six, five, seven on box rec. He's actually closer to five, 10, five, 11. Really? He's a much, much taller guy in this instance. So until you see them, you'd never quite know. And when I, when you've seen them, Wood looks a little bit bigger than Lara, which is interesting because Lara, I think is big for the weight, but is, is normally Mexicans are big for the weight. They are able to boil down and naturally compared to most other countries, um, I think the fact is in Nottingham and you know Wood wanted this fight and he's just got to not get caught with anything careless because 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 Lara is going to be there throwing and, and Lara is careless and if and he's capable of of hitting and hurting Lara so I mean I honestly I, if you ask me you know what, you know what would I do with it I've got no more of a, of a clue than anybody else because I really do think it could end up it could end up early either guy it could end up going rounds either guy don't necessarily think it goes the distance but I think both guys you know are, are very capable of you know I think the only thing I would say is I think we'll see a really fun fight yeah I'm looking forward to it that's um it's, it's a big fight um and it should be a right tear up shouldn't it let's be honest and I think a few hours later um our friends in America will be lucky because obviously the Wood Lara fight will be earlier in their day later on you've got Lewis Neri um against Azat Hovhannisian in Pomona, California. That's one weight below. Glad you said that. <laughs> it's um, it's a WBC eliminator, so the winner of this will potentially be in line to fight 
the winner of Stephen Fulton against uh, Neue Inoue, which is another great, great fight. <laughs> but to no, fight you don't want to win. Uh, yeah, but th yeah, that one. These are two guys as well who are both like what we say with Lara and uh, and Wood. These both guys are both very offensive. We see that with Lara. He's he's, he's very heavy-handed as is as at Hovanissian. So I I, I can't. Ex you know, I don't expect anything other than a fun fight. And Neri told me for an interview um, for the ring that he thinks it won't go the distance either. So it's it's always difficult to kind of put this out there. But these type of fights have fight of the year potential. You never know until they play out. Anything can yeah. happen. But going in stylistically, these aren't two cutie pies. You know, when you saw you know, Vargas Foster, we knew that wouldn't be fight of the year. You know, so every once in a blue moon, it shocks you. But this is these these two I've mentioned really should be. You know, they're both on the zone. Great day for you know for DAZN having two shows back to back. The headline events got a lot of potential to be. It's the sort of matchmaking you want to see, though, isn't it? You yeah. know, we see a lot of one-sided cards, especially when you've got a big fight at the, at the at the top. You know, they sort of stack these cards to the to the sort of the home gyms, don't they? And then you don't get enough sort of competitiveness. But these are the fights that make boxing what it is. Mm. You know, you 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 genuinely going in like with Lara, I, I couldn't. No, just I, sit back and enjoy just, the fight. Yeah, just enjoy it. And, and Wood Conlon was the yeah. same. And then I suppose if Wood came through it, it'd be, you know, it'd be very tight with him if he were to take on Warrington, you know? Yeah. So, uh, yeah, this more of this, please. And I, I mean, I think, yeah, for what you said, War Wood, I mean, told me that if he wins, it doesn't really matter who's next. He just wants to fight to the no city, city ground, yeah, yeah where uh, Nottingham Forest's football club fights. So, so he's looking at July? For that, I would guess, yeah. We've got the football season mm. uh, going on, and, um, and Forest are going to be in there till the end. So they, they obviously wouldn't want to. Um, they won't be out there before June time, will they? No, no, so, late June, July, I would think. Yeah, yeah. Um, and obviously, if Lara wins, he's a type of guy that each and every time he fights, he's fun. You know, um, I'd like to see him on it. If if he were to win, I'd love to see him fight like Navarrete does. You know, four or five times, just back to back, and yeah. keep going because he's. He's fun, and I think that the, the Neri Hovanissian fight is is another one that's the same. I think that the winner of that would become the WBC mandatory for Fulton Inoue, and the the winner of is going to have to walk through fire because Hovanissian is that type of guy. He's, he's a very rugged guy, of, and you know they can both punch. And I think that that has war of attrition over it. You know, would Lara could go any time. I expect. Neri Hovanissian to go rounds and to, it might just be at, at some point it's not a particular shot it's the war of attrition where at some point one of the guys just has, you know has had enough and uh, but uh, excellent fight um, and then the third one that I wanted to mention which is the, the weekend after which is uh, it's been a fight that's been mentioned for a while um, finally going to take place We Josh Taylor vacated three of his four titles which is a shame um, and we're going to see um, Subriel Matias, who's the mandatory challenger, fight uh, Ponce, uh, Jeremias Ponce from Argentina, who's unbeaten in 30 fights. Uh, we saw him against Lewis Ritson, so we know his ceiling is, you know, he's a, he's a very good fighter. Um, and, and Matias, I think he's 19 1 and 19. And the, the one defeat was avenged by knockout. So it's again another fight that has a lot of potential to be a lot of fireworks. When Matias fights, it tends to be that way. So I'm looking forward to seeing that one. Yeah, obviously a, a good fight, but I just can't help but think that division 
a couple of years ago, so two years ago even, we were talking about that division as being, you know, the shining light. You just had the, you know, a great unification fight with um, with Josh Taylor. And then you had Tifimo Lopez sort of beating Lomachenko. And then you thought to yourself, God, all these guys can fight each other. You know, when this is going to be, you know, you've got Devin Haney coming yep. into it as well. And it's like, the world's your oyster. And then a couple of years later, I, I know there's injuries and... and that, that's it and, from and, Taylor's point of view. You know, and people, you know, and the, you know, people being on opposite sides of the roads when it comes to the TV network. But still, I just, I honestly can't believe, you know, the heavyweight division sort of become more unified than, than mm-hmm. that. And it's, it's, it's a crying shame. But hopefully one of these two can put on a show and put their name into it and sort of refresh it. But... Yes, it's a it, massive shame. It's a shame because Taylor, obviously, when it was a year ago when he fought Catrell, he entered into that as undisputed. It was supposed to be something of a coming home fight. It ended up controversial because he, he he didn't look very good. Catrell was, looked better than we thought. Very controversial fight. You'd think, oh, I know Taylor was getting married and he had like different obligate, you know, things to go around the wedding, so he wasn't going to fight till the fall. That was that didn't happen. It ended up early this year. Now Catrell's off. And it looks like you mentioned if Taylor Tiafimo uh, Lopez 18 months ago would have been dynamite. And then all of a sudden, the way it's played out, it's a bit like, I'm still looking forward to it. It'll be a really good fight. But it's a little bit of the luster that once could have been on that fight. Yeah, you know. You, you, I'll take it, but... Yeah, you still want to see those fights. But those, it's all about timing, isn't it? You know, we've talked about this with Crawford, Spence, and, you know, how long is... Terence Crawford got before, you know, with he's 38 and he's heading that way. But your prime, your absolute prime is, is fleeting, isn't it? Yeah. In, in, in boxing terms, you know, so if they don't make it soon, you know, it rolls, it rolls on and another generation comes through. Mm. But I just thought Josh Taylor was so good. And so... And he's 32 now. So, I mean, I know by today's standards that's not old, but still. But the, the, these guys who were coming through these former um, Olympians and Commonwealth fighters, you know, they, they've got miles on the clock. They're not, mm. you know, it's not like they turn pro late because they didn't take up boxing. You know, yeah. they have been, they've been in camp and they've been in, you know, um, close fights for, you know, a decade or more. And, and so, you know, Joe, Joe Cordina is another. They're trying to capitalise on their, you know, them being at the peak of their powers. It isn't, it isn't. no. I mean, I think with with Taylor, I think he's had these injuries. That's not always a good sign because that sometimes is a bit like, you know what? It's not you have you literally reach the top, and that's about it. You don't have you don't go on and make defenses for a decade or something. I mean, we also saw with him. So we've had the injuries. He was he was breaking his balls to make one forty ahead of the Catrell fight, and I'm going back over a year now. So a year later, that's not going to be any easier. Still going to be there. Yeah. He's not fought. I don't know what he went up to in weight. I think he probably lives the life to some extreme. I don't think he would have been up at 200 pounds, but he might have been, you know, 160, 170. He's, he's obviously, you know, going to come down now. He's going to be motivated for the, for the Tiafimo fight. I think we're going to, we're either going to see where actually Taylor, you know, but for him... I, when does he go to welterweight? You know, does he, he? He appears to have stuck around longer than I thought he would at one forty. 
Yeah, it's it, you know it's a tight squeeze to get down into that as you as you get older. It's just you know you're not the same size as you were when you were a teenager or most of you. So mm. yeah, uh, but I, I think he's I think he's an amazing fighter. I just hope that he can get himself fit and and do do himself proud. Mm. Um, and then we've got um, the following night, Sunday, we see the uh, Paul Fury fight. It's the third time I've asked him. We've uh, the world has wanted it, and finally they're going to give it to us. Yeah, so it's over in over in Saudi Arabia. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, to be fair to Paul, you know, he, he he's going in there and he's 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 walking the walk, isn't he? You know, he's, it's easy to to call out other YouTubers and other celebrities mm. and fight them, but he's you know he's stepping in with with a, a proper boxer now and. Um, you know, as we know from Fury's family, you know they they always tell us they're fighting men. You know yeah. they, they, I think he could he could go in there without having done any fitness and put on a decent a decent fight with him. It's just I suppose we'll find out now. What if he is as good as he yeah. says he is? I remember who who was training him back when when you you spoke to him right at the start. I think it was Logan Paul and. I think it was Shane Mosley was to do with, yeah. But he was talking about the Pauls and saying, you know, genuinely, they're athletes. You know, mm. they, 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 they've got the, you know, the sort of physical prowess to cut it as, you know, maybe a linebacker or a, mm. or a. So you know, if they train properly, they've got something about them, and yeah, who knows? It it's one of those, and I probably this is probably where a lot of people come to it. It's mad because fury like tyson has said you will disown you and you might as well stay over there and all this i know this you can make throwaway comments like that and fury is lit tyson that is he's all over the place but it, it, it would be very damaging to to tommy fury to lose to a, a basically a youtuber his boxing career i mean i know he's he's kind of half taken it seriously because he's love island and and he's he's more of a celebrity for that than his boxing career but it, it's not it would be damaging to him to lose to a guy that's not quote unquote a real boxer in that regard but from paul's point of view he's put on this thing where he's fought anderson uh to silver he's fought tyrone woodley were like from mma and and um he's beaten those guys it's, this is a whole different discipline but he's been he's beat them in boxing and he, and he's been sparring. He told me he sparred with with uh, Steve Cunningham. He sparred with Chad Dawson. He sparred with a whole host of other guys. And he's like he says I you know I train harder than a lot of world champions. I know it's easy to say and where have you and just because you say it doesn't mean it. But if he wins, he's gonna be really 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 hot because of the name that he takes by beating the Fury. If he doesn't, it's damaging to him because. He's the type of guy that's gonna need, like he's. He told me he wants to win a world title. He thinks he, that's very possible. He knows it's gonna take three years. It's a process because he came to it late. Um, but if he wins, he's in a great spot. And if he doesn't, he's yesterday's news. It seems like it's that. I'm sure that you could. In six months' time, he could come back and do something, and you could put a different spin on it. But the way I look at it is, it's very damaging to the loser and, and, and yeah, beneficial I, to the you know, to the winner, especially if it were Paul, because. Like from my point of view, is there somebody that's not, you know, my kids watch YouTube. I don't watch that much of it, apart from betting programs. But I'd be amazed because Fury was a prospect himself. You know, he's a prospect himself mm. in terms of what he can achieve in the boxing world. I'd be amazed if somebody with that no amateur background 
not much else could come and beat him, I'd be absolutely amazed. But stranger things happen. Um, I wonder what's in the brain trust of both sides because Fury, obviously, I mean, you see it with fights at a high level where both sides believe they can win. But somebody, Paul, the way he goes about business, the way he trains, I mean, even he's got his MVP, most valuable promotions. He doesn't just sign anybody. He's got like, there's a guy, Ash the Silva. He's a very, very, very good prospect. You know, a top prospect. And so he signs guys. He knows what he's doing. So it's is it a very deliberate? And sometimes you know what the rug's pulled underneath you, and it's a very public way to get found out. But I wonder if there's something where they see it and actually because he's got endorsed. I mean, should, Tim Bradley. Tim breaks boxing down to a you know particularly you know very very uh, you know in depth with it. Is in analysis and Tim rates Paul I'm not saying he thinks he's a future world champion but he certainly doesn't think he's a, he's a freak show um and like I, like you exactly my 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 thing is like if he can beat him really but if he does he takes a fury's name it would be huge for his boxing career most other guys not necessarily but him being Paul against a fury that's why there's the whole thing for yeah, him about the be amazing, and, but for then stranger things happen and you know if if he obviously keeps him they both keep themselves in shape but if if fury's not fit enough then he's going to get found out but yeah I, i'd be i'd be really surprised i think if jake paul were to lose then he can find an angle to keep going can't he he can say well you know i did well i took him 12 rounds i put him down that kind of thing i think he'll, mm-hmm. he'll keep going that way but i think if if Fury were to lose i think god he would go on social media again will he mm. Mm. But here we go. Good luck to them. And that's next Sunday. That's the 25th, yeah. 25th. Yeah. Interesting. And you spoke to him for the ring? Yeah, spoke to him um, ahead of that fight. And yeah, like I said, he was... I, I didn't really know what to expect when I was going on there because I didn't know if he'd be like all over the place, if he was and what have you. But he was... He was. He was yeah, he spoke very well. He's, you know, he's supremely motivated like you said he said all the right things and just you know believes in himself and, and I do think he's taking it. it it wasn't like I was on there and I, and, and I got because I don't sit there and talk to cricketers or footballers or I speak to boxers so but I, I didn't come off there feeling like I'd spoke to someone from something different I, I felt like I was just talking to a boxer he had the same yeah. you know tunnel vision the same focus on on the fight and the way he spoke and everything and I think he's I think he's a smart guy, and I, I, and I, there's a part of me that thinks perhaps they, they've been very deliberate. They, they, they could have not taken this fight. They could have gone, you know, in a different way. And I, and I, so it wouldn't surprise me. But at the same time, I, I don't really know what to make of it. I haven't kind of got my head round it. It seems I don't. There's part of me which, which looks at it from the kind of, you know, it feels almost sort of wrestling yes. in, in terms of its setup and the things that they're doing. It wouldn't. I wouldn't be at all surprised if something controversial happened. I think Tyson's going to jump in the ring. And... Yeah, <laughs> you know, something like that, or to to to, to end up with them having a you know a, a trilogy, or you know a, at least another fight. You know, I it seems, you know, it's all a bit too convenient for me. I you know that's not he's not that's not going to go plain mm. sailing. You're here for something daft's going to happen, isn't it? And you heard it here first. Yeah, yeah. Me. 